Another episode of True North Nerds. Uh, it's Brent. Yay. Yay! With Jen. Hi. Ryan. I have not had a stroke. And Kevin. Do a good start. And I've still got to produce and put this together in the next like two hours. Oh, you've had such a long, hard day, too. Uh, <laughs> Played video games for a couple of hours. We got utterly destroyed our second couple um, of hours. Watched wrestling on the couch for a couple of hours. Hey, that match was very emotionally <laughs> taxing. Ryan knows exactly what shopping. Ryan knows exactly what Brent's been up to because he's been doing the same thing. I watched I two and a half wrestling for hours. <laughs> I watched two and a half hours of ABBA music this afternoon, so it's all good. <laughs> I played a lot of The Sims. <laughs> oh, so, life is tough. <laughs> So this week, we cover Birds of Prey and the incredibly convoluted title, the Harley Quinn movie. The fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn. Yes. I stand by my previous statement. (laughs) So the second half of the podcast, as per usual, we will be doing an in-depth discussion. There will be lots of spoilers. You have been warned. Mm, But that's later. first, the news. 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 Uh, okay, we got some news out of the Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness camp. Mm. Uh, we're looking for a new director. Mm-hmm. Well, I think we covered that part last episode, yes. right? So okay. the rumor is that, <clears throat> excuse me, that Sam Raimi is in talks to take over cool. as director. He'd be a good fit, assuming it's sticking at that horror kind of vibe that they've been saying that it's going for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, that and the, uh, apparently they're also looking for a new writer. So maybe not. But <laughs> they've and apparently they're bringing on uh, the showrunner from Loki, uh, Michael Waldron. Oh, huh. hmm. he's uh, I saw some of his credits. He's worked on Arrow. He's worked on um, actually there's a whole bunch of nerdy stuff that he's okay. worked on. So oh, I didn't hear the writer part. Yeah, that oh, one okay. I just saw today. Yeah, that might. Oh, that it it can turn out good, and I have faith in the Marvel machine in a lot of ways. But that's if they're sticking with that release date, they're you know it's coming down to crunch time. Now. When, when's the release date? Um, next year, sometime. Yeah, it's it's the oh. February or or March slot next year, isn't it? Yeah, Oof. because Wandavision starts 
on New Year's. Yeah, and it, that's the thing. And yeah, that is pretty tight. Sort of tie in with that. And show wasn't the whole it, was. it needing to hit its release date part of the reason why the previous director left? We Apparently. don't know that for a fact, but he did tweet out release dates before films made are like the devil or something. Yes, like that. <laughs> they're the death of art. I think is what he said. Yeah, and then Aww. two weeks later he was gone. So. I won't say that they're positively connected, but there's a good chance. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Speaking of movie release dates, mm-hmm. so Disney is holding firm on their plans to uh, release Mulan worldwide on the same day, except it won't be opening at, at this moment in China because all their theaters are currently closed. Oh, when is that opening? Uh, March 27th. Yes. So oh, still good. I know what we're doing on March 27th. So, you hear that, Chinese doctors? You got like a good month to figure out how to cure the coronavirus and get rid of it so Disney can have their multi-billion dollar year. Disney's gonna fund it actually. Just (laughs) You know what? Tinfoil hat time wouldn't be surprised. (laughs) As it it stands, they're already losing multi-millions of dollars because uh, Disney Hong Kong and Disney, what's the one in China? Shanghai. Shanghai are, are both closed right now. Yeah. Yeah. We talked about that last week. Yeah. Last time. I was saying to Ryan uh, when we saw that, uh, I think it was you I was talking to about how I haven't seen a lot of the Disney live action films. Was yes. that you was talking to? But Mulan really looks good. Yeah. It looks like yeah. it's, one of those, it's a story that holds up. And if they made enough changes that like, there's not going to be an animated dragon yeah. Yeah. and a cricket following. That part around. I'm kind of a little upset about because I love Mushu. Yeah. yeah. It was good. At the good. same time, it's, it's not. I don't think that dragon's in the original story. No, well, and, that's and I, the think, thing too. I yeah. think this one, you know, is much more of a the the quote-unquote realistic versions yeah. are are yeah they're supposed to be a little bit more realistic. I think I've seen most of them. I saw Cinderella, uh, Beauty and the Beast, which I really they enjoyed. Did Cinderella? Yeah, yeah, it was, that was one of the oh, first ones. directed it. I quite um, liked. Did Cinderella you see the Alice too. movies? The Tim yes. Burton Alice movie. I saw those. That was like the first one. The first one was good. The other one, two were pretty awful. Them, but I don't, I don't, I don't count those as part of this. I liked trend. the first one. Lion King. Lion Aladdin. King. I didn't see. I, I'm wait. I have to see Aladdin still. It's I started Disney watching Plus. Aladdin. It's I've pretty good. Aladdin. I've heard good things about it. And I've seen Jungle Book. I haven't seen Jungle Book. But I keep remembering now. I say, oh, well, Beauty and the Beast and now Lion King. They're both on Disney Plus. I quite like the Beauty and the Beast one. I found that it. It uh, covered a lot of the holes that you found in the in the animated one. Like, how on earth did everybody forget there was a giant freaking castle within walking distance of like, this town? Yeah. Does the toilet <laughs> talk too? Oh, that's unfortunate. <laughs> Robot Chicken covered that one. I bet. <laughs> they just um, announced that they are putting a live action Bambi into production. So yeah, I, yeah, I saw that. <laughs> Air quotes, live action. Yeah. As See, much as uh, Lion King was. I don't live understand action. making the live action versions of the Disney movies that have no human characters mm. in it, because it's just, just a different realistic CGI. Yeah, it's just a different yeah. form of animation. You know what the first one was really was 101 Dalmatians. That was back in the 90s. There was the live action. Really. Oh yeah. I always forget that movie with um, yeah. Glenn Close. Glenn Close, yeah. There isn't there. A spin-off or something like that in the works for Disney Plus. A Dalmatian or spin-off? A prequel about Cruella DeVille. There's a Cruella DeVille movie with um Somebody famous is uh yeah, oh uh she was in Zombieland. Um Oh, um it's Emma Stone. Emma Stone as Cruella DeVille. 
If, Ooh, that's good. Casting. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I like Emma Stone. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, they did it with Maleficent too, right? Mm. So oh, yeah, I forgot. Also, the Maleficent movie was actually pretty good too. <laughs> I haven't seen the second one yet, but the first one I yeah. quite liked. So, you know, eventually Disney is going to run out of movies. But like all of those movies have human characters in them, right? Like Bambi and the Lion King is yes. just a different kind of animation. So. That's why so I'm like. At least the eh. Jungle Book had one person in it. I would like exactly. to see them do a live action remake of the animated Robin Hood. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that's what animals. we need. Yeah, another version of Robin Hood. Anthropomorphic fox as Robin Hood. See, but then at least they're like animals who are anthropomorphized. Yeah. Like Bambi and the Lion King, they're like. They talk, yeah. but they're still animals in their natural quote. I think, in all serious though, the three the three Disney films that I wouldn't mind seeing in live action form would Steamboat be now Hercules. Oh, I think maybe. Hercules could be fun maybe. with the, if you get like an amazing chorus of women oh, as the singers. I like saw something Jennifer they were Hudson. Do, oh, who was going to uh, be Lilo and Stitch? Would be that would be fun. a good one. And That's um, a good one for like not to sound like completely cynical that's a good diversity pool right there too, yeah right? well like the mulan movie yeah and also um uh another one uh, is um the emperor's new groove could you imagine like uh, uh you've got two buddy sidekick here, pairs hero and villains here's something i love the emperor's I new groove i never thought i would say in my life you can't do that movie without david spade <laughs> <laughs> Because he, he's perfect. Oh, he's great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, but I think he would have aged out of it at this point to do a live action. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure you can find a younger David Spade type. What about The Great Mouse Detective? <laughs> I love that movie. <laughs> I haven't watched it in years. I think, I I'm I sure I have it. That's one of those kind of forgotten Disney classics. Yeah. All right, we went on a major sidetrack, so uh, back to the news. Back to the news. Oh. Uh, so we did get some, uh, well, we had the Super Bowl, right? Yes, we did. The last two weeks. Uh, we so did. people tell me. Yeah, I caught the end of it. We, we were busy We were busy doing something more important, like and playing Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so we got a Disney trailer, a Disney Plus trailer, where we got footage from uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, WandaVision, and Loki. Yeah. Which the one division one made me say, "Wow!" I'm now they, it's what we thought was like the weirdness that we thought it was. Yeah, yeah, I can't wait to see one division. Not very much interest in the one division until I saw that trailer, and now I'm very intrigued. Yeah, yeah. I think Disney Plus had to put out a trailer like that because I have a feeling they're, they're they just touted their subscriber numbers. They got like twenty five well, yeah, million. Blew away their their Q one right, but the man since the Mandalorian ended. I don't think there's much that those people want to watch yeah. right now. So I, I have a feeling they're bleeding subscribers too. I mean, I'm staying on the strength of the back catalog because there's nothing. All of their original content shows have now ended their yeah. ori- initial runs. They're going to get a chunk of it back when that new season of Clone Wars, but not all of it. No. Like Mandalorian was a good like everybody. Yeah. But those Star Wars fans who were only there for Star Wars stuff. Right. They will come back for Mandalorian. Yeah, and we'll see. or for uh, Clone Wars. I think there's a lot of people out there that you know, they kind of did like I did with oh, it's a one year deal. Oh yeah, I'll sign up. It's ninety dollars. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's what we did too. You pay yeah, and you forget yeah. about it. Yeah, like right now, like since the Mandalorian ended, mm-hmm. I think I've watched one thing on Disney Plus. 
I flip on Disney Plus. I'm like, oh, I got 10 minutes to kill. Oh, let's see what old cartoons are on. Yeah. Star versus the forces of evil for us. Yeah, uh, oh, and I, the Simpsons. Oh, so yeah, that's because we need to, start, that needs you to start looking at that as an option more than... I, yeah. Uh, I use Netflix for the same thing. I, I'm doing Star Trek lately. I've been going to... Um, if you go to the search on Disney+, Plus, you can you can go down to Disney through the decades. Oh, yeah, I like how they've organized and, the search uh, that way. I just... Every time I go there, there are new old short cartoons, whether they're Mickey Mouse or weird silly symphonies, that, and a lot of them I've never seen before. Yeah. And some of that stuff from the 30s and 40s is just trippy. Yeah. So I, I have a distinct feeling that it'll it'll pick up more in its second year, or third year when they have more original. With programs. the three Marvel shows coming back to back to back, like that, and whatever else they've got planned that we don't know about yet, too. And they are adding content every month, right? They just added that um, Avengers anime series yeah, uh, future that. avengers that's been added to disney plus it was a an anime that was uh, exclusive to japan is that, that the one where like the characters are on discs no no oh, no, no okay so th- there are the yes you got your main avengers in it so like you know cap hulk okay i'll have Thor. to look at it but the main characters in it are through these three teenagers mm-hmm. that had been modified genetically modified in, to give superpowers by hydra and were being brainwashed by Hydra to think that Hydra was good, Avengers were bad. And they're sent out on like their first mission, and they realize, oh wait, we're working for the, with the bad guys, and so they defect. Oh. And the Avengers bring them in and kind of take them under the wing and train them, so it's kind of like a, a new Avengers, like young Avengers thing. But, I know yeah. there was also one that was, a, I want to say it's a Korean animated show, where it was kind of like a superhero. Yeah, that was uh, Disc Wars. Warrior. Yeah. Because that's um, they had a version of Deadpool on that cartoon that was dead on. Like the, the scenes from it were like, oh, they've nailed it. Like the, the tone and everything for it. So, um, yeah. Well, well, we'll see. the The trailers were in the trailer was intriguing. I like seeing Sam not being able to bounce the shield yet. Mm. Like and he's Practicing. trying. And the the logo on uh, Loki's jumpsuit is apparently the the time travel police in the marvel universe okay yeah it's something it apparently it's one of those things that was established and they kind of don't use at all for whatever reason and they're gonna bring it in this perfect way to bring it yeah or at least use it as a a, like a device in loki right but should be good uh so other movie new movie trailers that we got during the super bowl we got uh uh minions the rise of Gru. I've seen snippets mm. of that with no sound because usually I'm watching it on my phone and I don't want to piss off everybody else around me. Yep. I kind of I don't know. The Minions movie was kind of terrible, but I really love the Despicable Me movie, so yeah. now I'm like, hmm. And little Gru is adorable. <coughs> He's so cute. Yes. <laughs> so, that should be interesting. Yeah, I have to watch the actual trailer and see mm. if I'd want to watch it. Uh, we got a we got one for a movie called Spiral. Which looks to be taking place either in the same world as or whatever as the Saw movies. Yep, executive produced and starring Chris Rock. Yep, and Sam Jackson's also in it. It yeah. looks like it's like, you know it seems to be uh, he's a detective and there's a murder. Somebody kills a cop and it looks like that's a serial killer who's going after police officers. Yeah. It's um, it's not until like the end of the trailer where the 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 trap sort of aspect of the Saw movie sort of pops up. So yeah. and then it says it's from the book of Saw, so 
who knows? Who knows what that actually means? Like, is this some, you know one of those reboot sequel reimaginings? It was but a good trailer, though. It was a good enough trailer. Like I've never seen a Saw movie, but it was a good enough trailer to make me interested in seeing this movie. See, I I I love the first one. The original Saw is a, a great piece of horror filmmaking, especially on a low budget. And I think I've seen two, like the the second one. But after that, it was just like, oh, it's just, you know, we're we're what kind doing, of gross thing can we do this? What kind time? of nifty trap to cut off guys' limbs can we put in this one? Yeah. And I just lost interest in it. Whereas this, like, intrigues me a lot. So as a lapsed fan, I guess it's like it's pulled me back in. So it achieved that. It's a big nope from me. <laughs> Do not like horror movies. No, me neither. <laughs> yeah, when we were sitting at Birds of Prey in that trailer for for the creepy puppet, the, the, oh, was the it the boy? boy, the boy, the boy two, yeah, yeah. Oh. That whole time I was like, nope, no, nope, this is nope, not nope, for nope, me. Nope. <laughs> Saturday, Brent and I were out and about after we dropped Jen off. We stopped at an EB Games in Vaughn Mill uh, in Vaughn, and as part of their video rotation, that trailer is is playing. And it starts playing, and the woman working there, like she said, she had it was, I guess, the second day of the new rotation. She hadn't seen this new rotation yet, and I'm just, I started watching this. So I started making comments about, like, nope, not going to see that. So I let she started watching it, and she's like, yeah, no, no. She was like, no, no. <laughs> it she looks didn't even so want to play it in the store anymore. Well, yeah. I mean, if you really are into horror movies, then I'm sure it would be a good movie for you, but yeah. that's, no, <laughs> not my thing. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then the biggest, uh, the, the real big one, the, we saw this one uh, when we went and saw Harley, um, F9. Ooh. So I forget. Oh, the, oh, Fast and the Furious. God. The second to last in the Fast and the Furious franchise. I am proud to say I've never seen a Fast and Furious movie. I'm ashamed oh, to say I out. have. <laughs> and I'm looking forward to going on the ride next week. <laughs> I bet the ride's more entertaining than the movies. I hear it's no, not. The movies are pretty entertaining. The movies are entertaining. I hear the yes. ride is awful. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so. The, actually, yeah, that's true. The one thing I will give those movies is that they are entertaining. Okay. They're not realistic They're ri- at all. They're ridiculous, no. but it's entertaining. For, like, pretty much, I think you can mark when The Rock entered that, yeah. that series is when they started getting more and more ridiculous. I think that's mm-hmm. when I started watching. It was, what, five? Yeah. Yeah, I've seen five. Before or after Paul Walker died? Uh, before. before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Rock entered one or two before he died. Yeah. And this was, like, <laughs> this checks off all the ridiculousness. Yeah, like, but you thought that about the last two. <laughs> yeah, but, like, now we're getting more, like, character ridic- ridiculousness. We're getting, and this isn't spoiling anything because it's in the trailer, we're getting a brother of the main character that has never been mentioned before. And yeah. who looks absolutely nothing, nothing like, like Vin, Vin Diesel. Diesel. Played by the one and only John Cena. Cena. I feel In like one of the few times since he turned face that he has been a heel. I feel like I they've like the Fast and the Furious movies have swung from fun from entertaining ridiculous back into just stupid ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, but that can be enjoyable. Yeah. yeah but not I'm going to pay $15 to see it in a theater oh, enjoyable. Right, right. Oh, oh good yeah. god. We'll be there. <laughs> now, you have a gift certificate, right? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no. And then also we have a character coming back from the dead apparently. Ooh. Not Paul Walker. No. If no. if Han <laughs> is a robot, 
that it will just have light jumped into the but, most awesome but, movie ever made. But it would make sense at this point cause because it would tie into Hobbs and Shaw we, that way. We have we have <coughs> introduced cyborgs in Hobbs and Shaw, so yes. Yeah, my biggest take out of the trailer was there's no Rock, there's no Jason Statham, so I am not interested. <laughs> Oh, uh, uh, that, it's a franchise that weirdly like the first one was okay. It's Point Break. Mm-hmm. Although it's the same movie as Point Break. The one guy who's actually like the only character in that whole movie to be like, "This is stupid. This is ridiculous. What the hell are we doing?" I like him. He's still in it. <laughs> <laughs> who uh, Tay Diggs? I don't know who his or, name is. I don't know any of their names. Um, no, I think it's Tay Diggs, the, the 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 actor. I don't know what his character name. No, is. What, oh, who's the Ludacris? Yeah, I think Ludacris is usually the one that's kind of like, okay, this is like. Crazy. Is he the skinny no. one with the big ears? <laughs> I don't know who any of their names. Tay Diggs is the one that usually yeah, I think it's says, Tay Diggs. Like, what are we going to do? Drop cars out of a plane into like, the Arctic? And like, that's a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As far as I know, none of those characters actually have names. <laughs> I yeah. Finn plays Dominic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Michelle. Or Dom. Yeah, Dom. Uh, John Cena is playing Jacob Toretto. Uh, uh, Michelle Rodriguez, Letty Ortiz, Tyrese plays Roman Pierce, Ludacris. Oh, Tyrese, not Tay Diggs, Tyrese. Uh, Ludacris plays Tej Parker, Jordana Brewster, Mia Toretto. Yeah, they've got terrible she's bringing, names. She's being brought back. She hasn't been in the movie no. since, because uh, her character is married to Paul Walker's. Natalie Emmanuel as Ramsey, a British computer hacktivist. Yep, yeah, she was introduced to uh, last two films. Helen Mirren is in Fast Furious 9? Yeah, well, she's, uh, what's her Magdalene name? Shaw. But yeah, she's, she's Jason Statham's mom. Yeah. Why is she? <laughs> it's okay. Well, she probably talks, well, she's in the trailer. Is she? I yeah. missed that. She's oh, yeah, that's good. And Charlie Theron. Okay, so Vin Diesel is able to talk these, like, award-winning British actresses into these parts. Because, remember, Dame Judi Dench is in one of the Riddick movies. That's true. <laughs> Charlie Theron, criminal mastermind. Yeah, she's bad. Lucas Black is back. He hasn't been seen since Tokyo Drift and Furious 7. Jason Tobin replaces his role as Earl from Tokyo Drift, and that was like three, wasn't it? Or two? Kind of. It was three, but takes place during... I thought Tokyo Drift was two. Of six. No, Tokyo Drift, Drift was, was, was three. like the spinoff movie that yeah. doesn't have Vin Diesel in it. He's a cameo, he does. Right? he does. He shows up in the in the after credits scene. Yeah, it was their, t- it was their first attempt to or do the, like a spin-off yeah. series where none of the main actors were well, because in it. Uh, at that, uh, I guess early on, it sounded like none, none of them wanted to be in it. They were like, well, after the first one, Vin Diesel was like, I'm not doing any sequels. Yeah. <laughs> and then he tried doing other movies that didn't do well. And then now the cash- he's just doing yeah, sequels. And then the cash cow started moving out money, and he's like, well, I'm going to do eight more. Movies. 20, almost 20 years. Yep. Oh my and God. they've already got a release date for Fast and Furious 10. Yeah. Well, that's supposed to be the last one. <laughs> Bullshit. Well, then they'll do spinoffs. I thought eight That'll was be supposed to be the last the one. No. Uh, the, the, the one where uh, What's-His-Face passed away that was going to be the last one. And well, then, for what? that was seven. Then they're doing a movie because he would want them to continue. And it's got nothing to do with the dump trucks full of money that nope. keep pulling up to Universal's. Uh, so we thought about a Fast and Furious drinking game. And then we realized we're probably too old to do it because we would die of alcohol poisoning. Yeah. 
Basically. You got to think that those movies probably don't cost that much to make. Like Star Salary is probably the no, biggest. No, but there's a lot of big stunts and explosions yeah. and, and special they shoot effects. On, they shoot on location a lot of times too. True, so. true. But uh, they, they they've got to be a cash cow for Universal. Oh, no, oh yeah, sure. it's been. Yeah. They make much more than their budgets are. Oh, for sure. When when they hit well. And they make money internationally, right? Yeah. yeah They're huge definitely. all over the world, so. Fast cars and fancy women. There's okay. There's those scenes in there where you see the whole bunch of women around the cars wearing almost nothing. And it sometimes it fits in with the movie and other times it doesn't. Are there it's enough women there. in the Fast and Furious franchise that they could do an all-female spinoff? They've talked about it. I don't know. It. Isn't there like three of them? Isn't uh, Wonder Woman one of... Wasn't she in... Yeah, she she's is dead. dead. Oh. But... Exactly. So it's on! Yeah. <laughs> she was Han's girlfriend. <laughs> Fast and Furious 10 is going to be the all-zombie movie <laughs> where everybody who's died in previous movies comes back to life. Or, or they, that's when, like... So my, my idea is because Hobbs and Shaw, we have a bad guy who is unseen. And Megatron. It's Megatron. And they can finally tra- like tie this into the Transformers. Ah, what? Well, he had a transforming motorcycle in that movie. Yeah, so. like oh, his motorcycle was his best friend. It was. Yep. <laughs> okay, next on next, the news keep list. Moving. So uh, uh, this is well, we don't talk about this too often on here, but Brent and I are fans. So uh, WWE did their quarter investor call the other day. And uh, there's talk that they may be selling their pay-per-view rights to a streaming service. Mm-hmm. Uh, instead of right now, they have their own online venture, uh, the network. Yeah, you can go on if you pay nine ninety nine a month. You get to have the pay-per-views each month, plus access to a bunch of other shows and stuff like that, old things and new stuff. And uh, but now they're looking at trying to make you know a different stream of revenue and farming out their pay-per-views to maybe. Amazon or Netflix or some other like pay-per-view site and go back to the days of having to pay thirty dollars. You know, when you just you know thirty to forty dollars to sixty dollars just for one pay-per-view yeah. event. It, um, it's interesting because it's because it, it's more to me the streaming angle of it because there's there was rumors a couple years ago that Amazon was looking to buy the company out outright. Wow. Because that would help fill the the one thing that all these streaming services, for the most part, do not have is live sports. Now, wrestling, not a sport, I know, before mm-hmm. somebody started yelling at their podcast. It's a live device. soap opera. But it, it you do have to watch it live. Yeah. It, it's Right. You, you can, can watch out. it after the fact, but, but yeah. by then you've already heard. If you're a fan and you follow the sites and stuff, you already know what, ha- what happened. So. It, it, for all intents and purposes, in that way, it's very much like a live sporting event. Yeah. But it's also one, for streaming services, it's one you can control more mm-hmm. than like a, a baseball game or something like that. Right. right. And the, while the rights for anything like that for cable TV are expensive, buying the company outright, not a bad idea. Or at least getting a portion of it for that sort of stuff. Now, Bezos has more money than he knows what to do with. Well, exactly. Yeah. If... Say, like, yeah, like, one of these pay-per-views started showing up on... No, any of these type of things started showing up on Netflix. I think that would be very interesting. Uh, Even if they started showing sporting events, if they showed it live on the stream, and then 
it was still available later to rewatch. Well, YouTube did it with baseball la- the last two years. But I don't which, think the games were available to rewatch afterwards. No, not rewatch. You had to watch them live. Because I watched uh, Jay's game. Oh, Jay's game, yeah. yeah. Man, I hope that they do that again this year. Yeah. I don't know if they got the rights. Well, I think it's they one do, of those experimental things. The, the, the league put buys money so in your, many... your announcing team, because that oh, announcing team was terrible. <laughs> Just awful. I remember Gavin messaged, messaged him like, so baseball's on YouTube now? He's like, yeah, they're doing games here and there. I'm like, he's like, but the commentary's awful. And I'm like, so you ah, mute it and you listen bad. to the fans. My, yeah, my parents... And then I kept going like, oh, these guys are woof. My parents love baseball. It's the one one of the few things they agree on these days, and they love to watch the Blue Jays. And last summer, I think there were two games during the season that didn't air on regular television. They aired on Facebook. Yeah, uh, they did that too. Yeah, I had Facebook to put games. I had to put Facebook up, and they were upset because the comments were <laughs> scrolling up the screen. I'm like, "There's nothing I can do about that. That's the way Facebook is. I don't control Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot turn that off. I'm sorry." <sighs> But yeah, no, I think that could be very interesting if uh, mm. if they go that route. I just and hope to see who follows suit after that, right? Yes. Yeah. My only hope is that if they do that, it's on a streaming service I already have access to, and then you're getting yeah. bonus for free. And then yeah, then I can just watch it. Whether it's if it's on Prime, then that means I come over here to watch it. If it's on Netflix, I can stay at home on my couch and watch yeah. it. <laughs> Would make things better all the way around for for us, like for because right now. We go over to other Ed's to watch it, and yeah. he gets it for like a month, and then cancels it. So it would be it nice like, to, that so, he, yeah. then, one of us wouldn't have to bother doing that. Well, and I just think the the only well, the downside would be it would kill their own network. I think you would think so, unless know. they started off, you know, unless the people that like it for the other stuff really like it. Because mm. I think the biggest selling point to the network to me would be having access to the pay per view. Yeah, like the other stuff sort of the gravy them. on it. It's kind of like how we see like. The other streaming services, yeah, like Disney and stuff like that, we could and uh, Netflix. We come for the new stuff, and then the old stuff is like, ah, well, it's there if I want to watch it. Yeah, but uh, so it sounds like it, things are moving ahead pretty quickly with this, and that we could they could announce something by the end of the first quarter. Yeah, which is coming up soon. Mm. So who knows this year's maybe that'll save their stock because this year's well, yeah. well, they fired two presidents and then. Sounds like there was without two, a game plan. Well, sounds like these two presidents didn't like necessarily what Vince had planned, like things like this and spending all kinds of money on signing everybody. And yeah, well, they had talked about, and this kind of goes back to Netflix. They had talked about doing a tiered system where yeah. you get like the basic version of it for ten bucks. If you but want if you all want the pay per views, you got to pay 30, another. Yeah, and watch like we've heard Netflix sort of push around from time to time too of like will basic with commercials and then an advanced one without they've never pulled the trigger on it but it's it's kind of what amazon's doing only they have like channels that you can they say stack onto your subscription so you pay your amazon prime subscription and then you stack other channels on top of that for an extra 5 10 15 jen i think has found the answer they could do a WWE channel. I, yeah. I would not be surprised if that's how the, how it ends up because that would also go with all the Amazon ruler. Yeah. Uh, pays and then you pay extra for it. And, yeah. And, yeah. And it's good job, Jen. You cracked the case. 
Yay! On something you did not care about whatsoever. Not at all. Now we'll get out of the <laughs> WWE uh, wrestling corner here and back into nerdy stuff. Uh, Jen, you know that game you like, Kingdom Hearts? Yes. So there's a Kingdom Hearts I love the game that I can't package. play. Oh, well, here you go. Why can't you play it? Because I'm only good at turn-based games. If I have to walk up to something and hit him, I can't. Oh, and that's how and I, I can't that. Yeah, and and I can't do more than one thing at once. So I can't walk and hit and select magic at the same time. I die quickly, oh. and I can't jump from platform to platform. Oh. Well, you can try, <laughs> um, but so there's an all-in-one package coming that's uh, going to be on PS4 and Xbox One that includes, uh, I guess, every Kingdom Hearts game. Oh, cool! Uh, and uh, a movie. I guess there was a Kingdom oh. Hearts movie that yeah. came out. So yeah, and it's all in around uh, like the fifty to sixty dollar range. So yeah, it's not so. too bad for a remaster. No, it's, it's, you're getting like four or five games. I think I saw. Oh, there's more movie. than that. I think. Mm, well, some of them are remasters of the old ones. Well, yeah, you're getting a couple of well, the remasters well, yeah. of one and two, so, like the complete editions of one, two, and three. Uh, there was. A, think maybe two others so I think no there's, like there's three other so i'm listening to a podcast because i cannot play this game and i still want to know what happens i've been listening to a podcast called kingdom smarts which <laughs> is really good and basically what it is is one of the hosts is like obsessed with kingdom hearts like she based her wedding off of it which i think is very sweet uh and she has played everything and she is explaining to her friend the game and he has never played anything he knows nothing about it so in 30, 30 minute chunks. So we've gone through, I've gone through Kingdom Hearts 1, and then there's uh, Chain of Memories, and then Kingdom Hearts 2, which is actually the third game, and then we're on Birth by Sleep, which is the fourth game, and then I think Kingdom Hearts 3 is actually the fifth game. So I think there's, and then I think there's another one there, in there. There's so like I think a there's mobile like, game or two. Well, not mobile, but like there's like a PlayStation Vita game. Well, yeah, like uh, Birth by Sleep, I think, is a PSP game. Yeah. And um, Chain of Memories was a uh, Game Boy. Game Boy? Not Game Boy. Uh, Nintendo DS. DS. That's the word. Because it had the two screens. Um, so, yeah, she, what she's been doing is, because she can't replay the whole, all the games, she's been watching videos of them because people record their gameplay. Yep. So I started doing that too. I was watching it for a little bit, and then I ran out of time. But yeah, I'm not very good at those games. Oh well, they, well, you have a chance to buy them all in one spot. I think I still movie. have one and two. Yeah, they're downstairs. But I can't play them because I suck. No. Well, then you make <laughs> Brent play them and watch him play them. Mm. I'm not sure I'm good at that type of game anymore. Maybe. Uh, okay, moving on. Uh, oh, here we go. Some He-Man movie news. So the uh, Sony live-action He-Man movie. Is in trouble. It has been pulled from its 2021 release date. Mm-hmm. Um, but thankfully, the, but there is talk they may be trying to farm it to Netflix. Yes. Is the scary puppet guy going to be on it? No. Scary puppet. What? Guy. Not Orca. What do they name him? Gwildor. Gwildor. Yeah. Uh, we, we have no idea. Nobody knows anything about this movie, yeah. really. Does it star Courtney Cox? Other than they, no. other than they, <laughs> they did have an actor cast for yes. D-Man, though. Was it but, Courtney Cox? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. But and one article I read made a good point that they thought you know this is you know maybe instead of doing this as a movie you do it as a series ten episode series maybe, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know like you know, The Witcher and everything else that's been showing up everywhere so mm-hmm. yeah. no, like the, the only thing I would see Netflix having a problem with that is they're like they've got t- 
two different He-Man cartoons. Yeah, but then like that's the other thing why they could be on board for. They're going all in on He-Man. Yeah, but I mean, She-Ra. like, I mean, like, as another series, then you're launching like oh, no. three yeah. He-Man series. All Shira is awesome. Yes, yes, it is. <laughs> Uh, oh, wait, we had some sad news. I guess I should have mentioned it. Kurt Douglas passed away. Yeah. At the at the ripe old age of 103. Yeah. He was blogging up until like a year or two ago. Yeah, he was pretty, uh, pretty uh, a pretty vital person until the end. Like I mean, it's, it's always sad when somebody passes away, but at least he lived a really full oh, yeah. life. Yeah. <laughs> like 103 years. Like, that's, that's crazy. Just when you I, think I, of what's I, changed I, in the last 100 years. I don't know how many Kirk Douglas movies I may have seen. Uh, maybe twenty thousand leagues under the sea. That might be the only one. Oh, that's Spartacus. a good one. Spartacus. Oh, Spartacus! Of yep. course, I've seen Spartacus. Yeah. Spartacus. You know what's my first introduction to him? Is I think it was called Tough Guys. It's him and Burt Lancaster. Oh, and it was an '80s movie where they were bank robbers who got put away in prison and came out, and they're now in like their sixties, and they can't adapt to to regular life, so they rob a bank again. Or a train or something, <laughs> and it, but it's it's a pretty good uh, it's a pretty good movie for its time. Like yeah. it's a comedy, right? Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and like their old partner's trying to kill them, and he's old and can't manage it either. And that's funny. Yeah, and like yeah, that's it. I, I've heard like there's some other stories about him out there where it's you know the. It's like anybody, right? It's you know, the, the, nobody is perfect, and everybody has complications. But he he did sue his son. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh. Uh, over um, no one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Yeah. So Kirk Douglas wanted to make that for a movie for years, and never got to. And then Michael Douglas got the rights to it, and uh, was a producer on the Jack Nicholson version. And it was something along the lines of, like, basically, he Kirk was cast in it or something, and then had disputes with the studio, and the studio fired him over it, but he still owned part of the rights or something, uh-huh. and he ended up suing his son over the movie. Oh, wow. Which I think is one of the, I think it's also one of the few movies Michael Douglas won an Oscar for, but mm. it's as a producer. Huh. Yeah. Like, because he, he doesn't act in the movie at all. He just... It's a. There were two other actor deaths this weekend too. Um, Orson Bean, you know the actor Orson Bean. He, you would know him to see him. He was in. I'm looking at his filmography right now. He was in Being John Malkovich and Inner Space. Okay. And um, he was 91, and he got hit, he by, got hit by cars. two cars. Oh my. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. This so he got uh, he was walking across the street and the car clipped him and he went down and the second vehicle's driver was distracted uh, because of people were telling him to slow down and he ran over him. Oh my god! Yeah, so Orson Bean died and then uh, the actor who was the star of the TV show Wild Wild West also passed oh, away yeah. this weekend. I did re- I did see that pop up. It was. Oh, I should know this. It's bad that I kind of like Robert the Will Conrad. Smith movie. Yes, Robert Conrad. Yeah, <laughs> Robert Conrad. Too, yeah, who's on Baba Black Sheep? Um, the nursery rhyme? No, the World War Two TV show that my dad loved about fighter oh. pilots. He was on Maverick and Sea Hunt and yeah, all. Well, those he was one of those TV Hawaiian Eye actors. Yeah, that, you know, like at that period, if you were in television and yeah. you did westerns and like three other hundred other shows. 
some sad news this weekend. But all three of those gentlemen lived long, long and fulfilling lives. Yeah, but they're getting hit by two cars. Yeah, that's, that's pretty bad. Brutal. Robert Conrad was 84. If he, if he was out walking, that says, like, he, he must have had most He was 91, yeah. Right? Yeah, what a way to go. Next. Anyway, let's do something happier. Uh, next, uh... My Little Pony Transformers crossover? <laughs> did you Already guys Already pre-ordered. Did you guys like that I posted that? That's awesome. <laughs> uh, and to be specific, it's a comic book crossover that's coming soon. Yeah. A comic book store near you. Yeah, we're going to have to like all read it and do a pretty good review of it. Okay, so <laughs> if the ponies are, have crossed over with the Transformers, and the Transformers have crossed over with Star Trek, can we then get a Star Trek ponies crossover? That would be awesome. <laughs> somebody did a cover, like a variant cover, where they're all, where the main six are all in uh, <laughs> Star Trek uniforms. I want to. I, I think they were at Comic Con though. Yeah, uh. but, yeah, because IDW has the rights to Star Trek stuff. Yeah, and, and Ghostbusters. Throw Ghostbusters and Ninja uh, Turtles no, in there. I, see, oh wait, wait. <laughs> to go even a step further, if if. Uh, Star Trek has crossed over with Doctor Who. That means that the ponies could also cross over with Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. They have. And the Green Lantern. Well, Hooves. sort of. Doctor Hooves? Yeah, there's Doctor Hooves. <laughs> but that's not, really a, that's not really a crossover. He's uh, he's based in looking uh, on David Tennant. Mm. As much as you can He showed up as a background pony, um, like walking behind, and he was wearing the, the uh, 3D glasses. And he's uh-huh. a brown pony with David Tennant's hair, and he has nice. uh, his cutie mark is an hourglass. What's his real name? Time Turner? Yeah. Yeah. Because they can't call him Dr. Hooves. But that's what everybody calls him. <laughs> I'm hoping it does well, so I will finally get to pitch my G.I. Joe, My Little Pony Cross. <laughs> that I honestly, like, I've got three issues <clears throat> plotted in my well, head. Don't give them away here. No, I'm not. It, it came from a car ride Jen and I had once mm. where we joked about it, and then I sat thinking in the car ride. Probably from Guilford to Hamilton because yeah. it was a long enough car ride that I was able to throw out ideas and pitch. We them ham- back and we forth. we hammered out a couple of scripts <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that I think would work really well from the pony side, and Brent thinks would work really well from the GI Joe side. Awesome. Maybe we should co-write it. <laughs> I think you should. Okay. Next. Um, so we had some set photos uh, or some photos from the set of Matrix Four, which I didn't realize they were already filming. Yep. Um, and you get to see a long-haired. Keanu Reeves walking around. Mm-hmm. So not like we're not used to seeing him in the Matrix. Well, probably helped that he had to keep his longer hair for Bill and Ted and uh, John Wick 4? Now, it's been so long since I've watched a Matrix movie. Did that series end with them shutting down the Matrix and waking up the humans? No. 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 They made an agreement that people that wanted to be woken up could be allowed to wake up, but they would keep the Matrix running. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a screw that. I would stay in the Matrix. <laughs> My idea um, would be I stay in the Matrix, but I am wealthy, <laughs> like the guy who ended up betraying them all. <laughs> that would be me. <laughs> yeah. I love the first movie in the Animatrix, and second movie, meh. third movie, okay. Yeah, I barely remember the second and third. Yeah, I don't remember them either. I, I remember wanna... like key points basically. I want to see how they bring Carrie on. Uh, Carrie on Moss. Moss? And Keanu back because Keanu wasn't Keanu that never, person though, right? Well, he was part person, part Matrix, Matrix or something. Because he had powers outside of the Matrix. It was weird. Yeah, they, and they basically stated that he like there'd been the one. Yeah, before. so I was like, is this so the, new, I, the one? Yeah, but 
Either way, like we, Carrie like we Moss see is him the more or less one because she was human, wasn't she? Yeah, like, and, and she, she died. died. She died. She unless unless she didn't die, die, and the robots we you know we able to revive her because you know yes, she was impaled by all kinds of metal and stuff and died, but mm. maybe the robots after they made Keanu their Jesus uh, pulled the metal out of her and brought her back to life. I've been meaning to rewatch those movies just because I I don't have fond memories of the other two and now that I'm older maybe that changes but the last time I tried to I was uh, really really drunk with a friend of mine and he's like we should watch all three Matrix movies and maybe they're better and I'm like yeah and we got through half of the first one before we both passed out in like the recliners that he had in nice. his house cuddling sucking on their thumbs yeah Brent's misspent youth right yep. there Misspent youth, I was probably 26, 27 when this happened. <laughs> I had peed on two buildings on the way home from the bar. As you do. Um, okay, so I was really drunk. <laughs> <laughs> so, just a couple more things here. Uh, Rick Moranis is apparently in negotiations to come out of retirement for the uh, Honey, I Shrunk to Kids reboot, remake, sequel. Oh, I'm glad that he's coming back. I always liked him. So, um, I heard him on The Nerdist years ago, mm -hmm. where he basically said he wasn't retired. He had taken the, the Bill Murray stance of, he'd like, it was hard to get a hold of him. They would send him projects, and if, it, if something really good came across his desk, he would consider it. Mm -hmm. But nothing... Because he was also a single parent at the time. That's yeah, his wife had died of cancer. Yeah, he, he, yeah, he stopped to raise his kids. And he was but on that. I remember listening to that Nerdist interview. It was because he just released an album of, was it banjo music? or Yeah, something Klezmer weird. music or something? Yeah. What are you looking at? Nothing. I was listening. Yeah. But yeah, like he, he's released like two or three. But I albums. think of all the projects he has done... The one that would be most likely to bring him back would be the Honey I Shrunk uh, franchise. He was the star of it. He probably made more money off of that than anything else mm -hmm. that he ever did. Mm -hmm. And I can't see him being the star of this TV show per se. I don't think it's a TV show. I thought, I thought it, was it was Disney a, Plus. Yeah, but I thought uh, it was a Disney Plus show. I don't know. It's just a, okay. I don't know. Yeah. I but loved that movie. There when I was, was a, a Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, the kids TV show. show with Peter Scolari in yeah. the lead. But, but it's, uh, a, it's one of those things that, like, I could completely see it, especially now. His kids, like, they've got to be in their 20s and off at university and stuff yeah. like that. They're, they're probably pretty self-sufficient now. Yep. And, you know, the, if you're a creative person, there's always that little bit of itch there. There's very few of people like that that outright retire retire mm -hmm. without other reasons you know like just dementia or something like that that prevents them from yeah. continuing but it's it'd be good to see him in something though i don't know i always liked him on sctv uh, oh yeah i love the him. jerry todd show <laughs> that's one of my favorites uh and then so staying with disney um, I guess in one of their investor calls, they were there was talk that uh, they want to expand Hulu be beyond the uh, U.S. borders. Yes, I have heard that. Like to Canada? Well, that would be beyond U.S. <sighs> because borders. Sailor Moon is on Hulu and I want it. <laughs> well, don't get your hopes up too, too much. Because yeah. It would end up being like Netflix. There would be rights issues. Yeah, and I'm still waiting for season nine of My Little Pony to show up on Netflix. And it's I only think, been I a think, year and a half. 
I think because we have some homegrown streaming services too, like Crave, that mm. I, I think that there might be some conflict. I don't know what programming is on Hulu that's... Well, Hulu has Letterkenny, right? Uh, I believe so, yeah. So they've already well, got agreements Crave with... Letter. Yeah, but uh, Crave is... Oh, a in the States. Yeah. Okay. But so. that's just like... they. Well, I think Crave has a lot of the... Uh, I mean, Hulu has like the HBO stuff. No, no, not anymore. That's all, uh, that HBO Max. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I think they're going to end up putting all their FX stuff on Hulu. Eventually, there will be a streaming singularity where they all merge into one gigantic well, thing. Uh, in the states, that would be nice. In the states, you can order Hulu, Disney Plus, and ESPN streaming as a package. Yeah, yes. because they're all owned by yeah. Disney. <laughs> There's a great meme of uh, that end scene of. Um, the third Star Wars, like the the prequels of uh, Anakin screaming down, or not Anakin, Obi-Wan screaming down at Anakin saying, you were supposed to be, be the, chosen, the one. chosen one. You were supposed to end everything. And it's, uh, yeah. it's uh, Anakin is Netflix. Yeah. Because <laughs> the whole, I think he was supposed to stop cable and, you know, it was all supposed to be together. Yeah. It's hard to describe well, a meme. It, you know, <laughs> it's, it's also hard to... To stop people from copying a popular... They want their part of the yeah. piece of the pie. Yeah. Yep. And then my little last piece of news comes... Uh, it's a Disney California park, uh, adventure park. Uh, this summer is going to see the Avengers Campus opening. Yes, it is. And just this past week, they showed footage of the animatronic Spider-Man that's going to be web-swinging across <gasps> the park. Yeah. That's awesome. It is. Uh, it looks pretty cool. Um, oh, my God. I, I had seen footage of it before they dressed it as Spider-Man. They oh, had, that would have been creepy. It was just a mannequin. And they, they basically, they fire this thing from, like, a cannon and catch it in a net. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's pretty cool looking. And... Um, the the one thing I've heard is that the cast members who work at California Adventure don't like it because it cut off some backstage access for them that they used to make have shortcuts to get across the oh, park. Okay, gotcha. Because this thing literally flies from one side of the street to the other over from one backstage area to another. So guests shouldn't get interrupted by it like it should be the thing they want it to be a thing where you're like you're sitting eating lunch and like oh my god there's spider-man you know hopefully i would have the loud boom of a cannon firing (laughs) uh if you watch the imagineering story on disney plus they previewed it there oh okay i'll have to take a look yeah it's in the it's in the last episode of that is there still a Muppets area in any of the, the parts? Because now the, I'm thinking they should start the, the firing Gonzo out of <laughs> The Muppet Woo! Muppet Vision uh, 3D movie just just came out of refurbishment at Hollywood Studios. Uh, okay. So it is still there. And the Miss Piggy Fountain is back. I'm very excited. You wouldn't even that. have to make it that big of an animatronic. No. It's like because we know what Muppets look like when they fly. It's somebody throwing a puppet. I was listening to it I was listening to a Disney podcast about this news the other day and they said, What would happen if a bird got in the way? Bye bye bird. Spider Man was swinging through New York and a bird got in the way. <laughs> Squish, yeah. That's more realistic this way. <laughs> yeah. So, do you ever seen that footage of Randy Johnson throwing a hundred mile per hour pitch and the pit, <laughs> the dove guts is in the way? That yeah, it becomes feathers. Yeah, it's a it's a pretty cool looking thing, and I I can't wait to see it. I'll have to go out to California one of these days. Mm. That's it for the news. That's it for news. I want to I want 
I don't have news per se, but there's been a couple of rumors that I've heard pertaining to the MCU that I want to run by you. And, yeah, okay. and it's rumor corner. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the one rumor, I think it was on Nerdist that I saw this, is that the first mutant we might see in the MCU could be the Rogue. Rogue rumor? Yeah. Okay, I haven't heard this one. So because Rogue's backstory is tied in with Carol Danvers, there's a rumor that Rogue may be a major character in Marvel, Captain Marvel 2. Oh, okay. Ooh, that would be neat. Um, I don't know. Just thoughts. Do you think that's a good idea? Introducing a, the mutants I, that way. It's one of the. It's not how I would do it, but I don't see a problem with it. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's other than I. You have to explain how the mutants just suddenly show up out of nowhere. I have a feeling Eternals might do that. Yeah, that that, that might be part of that. Or the uh, the other thing is is honestly. There's the story scapegoat you can use the best. The snap back yep. is because they talk about how there's ripples of energy and stuff yep. from the first one. And, yeah, you know, not everything came back the way it was. That's true. That's a not a bad idea. Yeah. Uh, the other rumor that I heard was John Krasinski was talking on a talk show mm. about his itching to play Mr. Fantastic. Oh. That, he's been he's been pitching himself for that for years. Well, he auditioned for Captain America. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think Marvel has wanted him since then. Um, there's also rumors that Marvel has reached out to Emily Blunt, his wife, but probably not as Sue Storm. Oh. No, the rumor I heard is that she may be up for the role of Clea in Doctor Strange 2. Ye- ye- who? Hmm. Who's Clea? Uh, Clea, Doctor Strange's eventual wife. Yeah, slash she was from the Dark Dimension yeah, or something. Yeah, she was tied up of, with Dormammu. Yeah, and yeah. It's, it's, but she was a major character in Doctor Strange comics from the sixties to the eighties. And Rachel McAdams is not coming back for the next. Yes, well, I did, I did hear that. Movie, so. so those are the those are the Marvel rumors I've heard. I would be. I would be interested in seeing a John John Krasinski led Fantastic Four movie. Yes, yeah, he'd be good. I'd and be it, interested in seeing a good Fantastic Four movie. <laughs> yeah, an MCU FF movie would so be great. So, with the Rogue rumor, who do you cast as Rogue though? Um, Depends on what. I guess you know, what age are you making the character like, in the playing? comics when she runs into um, Ms. Marvel? I think that's what she was under at that time. Yeah. Because um, back then, that's what she, she was. She would be in her twenties, or at least late teens. And then, do you also put Mystique in this movie? Because she was rolling, she was running with Mystique back then in those comics. Yeah. Well, at least from the from the parts I remember of that story from the nineties cart- cartoon. Yeah. No, uh, she was. Um, are they going to bother with Mystique, or are they just going to leave Mystique as dead? No, those don't count anymore. I know, but are they going to like? Not are they for the sake of not confusing people? Or are they going to just oh, not use the character anymore? Actually, you know what that 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 is a an interesting point. They might not just use her yeah. yet out of principle like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, well, it's gonna be a while before we see this Captain Marvel two movie anyway. Yeah, it's still a couple of years. It's a, it's a little ways away. It's interesting. The the that seems to be the like those are still like. Now, like the the Fox buyout is you know months old and almost a year old at this point. Yeah, since they well over a year, year since, since they the announced it. 
And that's still the pressing question is, how are they going to work mutants in? How are they going to work the Fantastic Four? Well, we still have another mutant movie that's not Here's my Here's my off-the-wall casting pick. There's two women here, actually. Uh, Either of the young ladies who play the daughters on Modern Family. Ariel Winter. Oh, yeah. Or Sarah Hyland. Can... If Sarah Hyland can act, that would be the one. She's I the would older go daughter. With. Yeah, I know. But if she can, I haven't seen her in anything outside of Modern Family, and she plays kind of a, a gets in Modern Family. So if she can act outside of that, like mm-hmm. she can actually portray a character, um, she would be a good choice. Uh, now here's where the comic skate people come from my head. Uh, I don't see any problem casting like a black woman for the role. No, it's you know it. it there's n- that's one of those mutants where like one of those comic book characters, and like there's no reason that couldn't be played by somebody like a different race completely and utterly, and it mm-hmm. would still wouldn't screw up anything. Just that in my mind, if you use a black woman, then you can tied into the south and stuff and other things that to go with prejudice and things of that nature fairly easy but you could pretty much cast any like type of woman in that part no but Ariel winter wouldn't be bad either i don't think other than i always picture rogue is really tall oh i don't know if she is but that's a, just in my head yeah as like over six foot Oh wow! Like that in, tall, eh? Okay. I could I could be completely another. Yeah, I don't think though. she's that tall. I'll have to pull out my uh, Marvel Universe Handbook? season one uh, or series one trading cards because it had all the heights on them. But uh, we will see. It's coming sooner or later. Oh yeah. Um, it's, they can't stave it off forever. And I I wouldn't be surprised if Eternal starts the the machine. Yeah. Working away. So that's my rumor corner, and it's fun to play speculation games. Yeah, especially with some of that stuff. Yeah. Which brings us to our warning, spoiler-filled review of Birds of Prey, The Emancipation of One Miss Harley Quinn. Did the I get it right? You missed fabulous. the word. No. Fantab- fantabulous. Fantabulous. Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. Quinn. Okay, so I missed a bunch of words there. Yes. You got the words Harley Quinn. The Harley, it's, <laughs> the the Harley it's the Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn movie. Yeah. Why they, why they went with such a convoluted title, I don't understand. Yeah, I don't because know why Harley they bothered Quinn. with Har- Birds of Prey at all. I might have called the movie <sighs> Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey. Yeah, yeah, that would have been a better idea. Or just the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn. Mm. I, so I think who he wants to start. I'll go first. Okay. I'll say I, I just to talk about the title here. I think you needed to emphasize that this is the formation of a team film. So you mm-hmm. couldn't not have the Birds of Prey title. In okay. It, I think so. Uh, but yes, it's Harley's movie, and I thought. Margot Robbie is having the time of her life playing this this character. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's obviously excited and keen to play her. Um, I liked the asides. I liked the style of the movie. Uh, it reminded me of a Deadpool movie uh, in that sort of frenetic, ultra-violent, anarchic it was even more anarchic than a Deadpool movie, really. And uh, I, I, I loved it. I really had a good time at this movie. Okay. Um, 
I'm a little squeamish when it comes to violence and the amount of bone cracking sounds in the film was a little it was getting to a point where I'm like, oh that's a that's a lot Her of broken legs. On the guy's oh. knees. Oh, oh I'm breaking oh. his bike Yeah, oh. Something you've always sort of thought about. But <laughs> Ugh. Yeah, so there was some ultra violence in it, which was f- fine. I knew that going in. Mm. Um, I like it. Felt like a Batman movie without a Batman in it, uh, to an extent, yeah. with the, all the Gotham trappings and uh, all the talk of Joker. Uh, but I did like that Joker didn't appear. Mm. Um, Not just, even really a hint of him. Really. No, yeah. nope. She's done with him. He's I. Well, I assume. The abandoned amusement park was one of his old lairs, but you know. Well, yeah, well, that's what yeah. you do with the guns. Yeah, they, when they so they weren't there exactly. So yeah, I, I on the whole, I really had a, a good time at uh, Birds of Prey. Um, probably not my favorite DC movie, but well, we'll uh, get in that. In we'll, the, we'll rank them later. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll we'll do the round. But I had I had a good time, and I'm glad we went and saw it on Friday night. Okay, Reiner Jen, who wants to go next? Go ahead. I liked it. Um, for me, I don't know what it is. There's always something about DC movies that I just can't put my finger on what it is, but it's, it never is as good a movie as I hoped it would be. Um, I liked all of the stuff that Kevin pointed out. I thought was also very, very good. I quite enjoyed the soundtrack while I was listening to the movie, Mm -hmm. but this morning I was like, I'm going to actually listen to the like soundtrack soundtrack and see if it's any good. And it's in my opinion, it's not, but that's just not my style of movie, but the music fit very well into the movie. It was funny when you we left we were leaving the theater and you're like, Oh, I really liked all those songs. It's like I don't know who any of them are, but I really No, liked I, them. I didn't know who any of them are. I did save a couple of them onto my Spotify list, but there was it there wasn't enough for me to actually purchase the soundtrack. But anyway, there was a couple of things like I found that first of all, I wasn't overly thrilled with Ewan McGregor. Oh, oh I really? found that he was kind of I found his villain to be fairly weak. Like his, the characterization of his villain was, I don't know what he was going for. It did not, and maybe that's who the character is in the comics, but I didn't follow him. It's like he was trying to be too many things at once. And then at the end, he puts on a mask for no reason. Like he, there was no, absolutely no reason why he needed to suddenly be the, uh, the villain with a mask. I kind of agree with Cause you he didn't that. wear a mask for the entire movie. And then he's I, like, so- I'm going to put on a mask. Why? I sort of thought, like, with the ridiculousness of the rest of the film, he should have been wearing that mask right That would have made more bat, sense. Because then it, it emphasizes how crazy Gotham is as so, a place. So the whole time we were watching it, I kept thinking to myself that his, Ewan McGregor's character was like a poor version of David Tennant as the Purple Man from uh, um, Jessica Jones. Okay. And I thought he might have, David Tennant would have been a much better casting choice in my opinion because i think and i rarely have comments about cast because i know very little about famous people anymore because i'm not a teenager um i knew i knew way more about famous people when i was a teenager (laughs) who was famous and all that but i thought that i don't know there was something missing um i did like all of the, the the characters uh the female leads i thought they were all very well cast but i also found that um in my opinion they were they were going too hard to prove that women were kick-ass so there was too many fight scenes and too many chase scenes and not enough plot development and character development in order to really kind of make it more cohesive it's almost like they cut that out Mm. and it made the movie a little bit jagged in my opinion Mm. and i'm like okay i get it they kick ass that's great 
you don't have to show it four or five times like yeah and you can do it in other ways um but like i really liked all the actresses i thought black canary was fantastic uh i loved that actress i loved her hair she had great hair that whole movie i loved during the fight scene where her hair was in her face and harley quinn's like hair tie and she's like thanks and i'm like yes because <laughs> every single time i see an action heroine with long hair i'm like oh she's gonna want a hair tie <laughs> just from personal experience but i mean it was a good movie i did enjoy it i really liked the end scene with the foggy dock part i thought that part was really cool yeah i'm glad that bruce survived because i was very sad when i bruce thought the explain, yeah i was gonna yeah. say explain who bruce is <laughs> i was very sad when i thought and it took me a minute to put the name Bruce to Batman. Oh. Well, she even says that she yeah. named it after that hunky millionaire. I know. And then I was like, hunky million? Oh, my God. It's- <laughs> so that part I thought was really great. And I I did like, I liked the characterization. Like you said, Margot, Rob- Margot Robbie was having the time of her life. And she, yeah. she played it really well. Um, so it was a good movie. It just, there was a couple of things in it that kind of brought me out of the movie that I would have changed. Ryan. Uh, I liked the movie. Thought it was good. Mm-hmm. I think I enjoyed Suicide Squad more. Oh, like, I think okay. I had more fun watching Suicide Squad than mm-hmm. I did this one. Um, I don't know. I, I, I just it was one of the, I enjoyed the movie. It was a good movie, but it's just while I'm watching it, I just felt like there was something missing. Yeah, see, that's what I thought too. Batman. That was one thing I kept thinking to myself. Ugh. Just in this DC universe, we know that there's a Batman. Uh, say yeah. okay, yeah, maybe Harley Quinn. You know, Harley's not doing anything bad enough at this point, really, to get his attention. But she blew up a chemical factory. Well, yeah. Well, she blew up the chemical yeah. factory. Right? Which is also the how's that place still open? Yeah. Like, why is there still an amusement mile? Yeah. Like when everybody knows that the only reason this place is around is so Joker has a hideout. Why is it still there? Because Joker's very okay, powerful. Okay, so to, to, to lean off of that, I uh, I had a roommate whose theory was during the 40s, Gotham was like the playground of children. Like, because if you look at all the abandoned, like, and then there was some sort of crash of some sort, because it was like this place where there was all these candy factories and toy factories and amusement parks like all of this stuff is just like there and then there was some sort of crash and all that and that's why it's all abandoned I'm really glad that Joker and Batman didn't show up because no problem Joker wasn't in it but even I'm glad Batman didn't show up either because like they didn't need Batman was doing something with the Justice and they didn't need saving like that would have ruined the movie completely but I think even if you had him show up and arrest her at the end so then it sets her up why she's in Suicide Squad too, or why is it no? We know Gotham is just across the river from Metropolis. Oh yeah, that's true. Where we have a back from the dead Superman flying around. Yeah, see, Batman was busy with zombie Superman. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but you know, that's how comic books work. No, but I just, I just, I guess I would have liked because they're still trying to build out their universe. Yeah, to there being more of a mention of other stuff other than just the wanted poster for Captain Boomerang and her going, hey, I know that guy. That was a nice little touch, but a few more things like that might have helped me. Maybe fill that little feeling of something was missing. Yep, I don't think they're trying to connect it to any larger universe 
Yeah, I think the DC movies as a whole are going to yeah. sort of stand on their own two feet for the next little while until they figure out what. I think if there is going to be a connection, connect it. it's going to be very backgroundish like that. Like, hey, I know this guy. It's, I don't think they're going yeah. to really try to stick them together like the MCU. Yeah. Which okay, might so be you better. liked it as well. No, it was good. Yeah, no, I wasn't disappointed that I saw it. Um, Brent, what about your thoughts? So I, I kind of fall into a little bit of Ryan and Jen's camp of I thought there was something missing from it, but I, unlike them, I couldn't really pinpoint it for you. Um, on a whole, I thought the movie was good. Um, like, it, I, I enjoyed it. It's when we go into placing it, I'll be a little bit more picky with it maybe but um margot robbie uh did the it's weird because people keep sort of trying to force comparisons with deadpool because they're both comedic r-rated yeah superhero movies yeah um now, was it rated r here in canada or pg-13 i did not notice when i bought my two uh, let's take but we know it's rated r in the states yeah just, because of violence. the advantage of being be, a grown-up i think <laughs> it's got to be at least pg-13 or a because kayla couldn't take her daughter to go see okay. it well could but wasn't it's rated 14a in canada yeah, okay, okay. So adult accompaniment pretty yeah much. so margot robbie has figured out what Ryan Reynolds did. That she really likes this character, and if she wants it to be in good films, she's got to take the bull by the horns and, and direct it. Produce them, no, yeah. no, no, produce the movies herself. It was her, it was her production company made it. She was an executive, pro- or she was a producer listed on it. Yep. She stars on it. And to her credit, like she has dove into that role and is really good at it. It's not the, the Paul Dini, Bruce Tim version of the character, but there's, there's always different iterations of it, right? But it, it is the Jimmy Palmiotti, Amanda Connor version of that oh, character. Yeah. Like, th- no wonder he likes this movie so much. Because it's, it, it's ripped out of his book. Like, they should have gotten a bigger credit than they did at the end of that movie. <laughs> I will say that right here and now. Um, beyond that, uh, I, I, I rather liked most of it. I think you could have probably trimmed out... 15 minutes maybe 20 minutes and it would have maybe worked for me a little bit better um so one of the things to go back to jen's issues with it um i think one of the scenes you could have chopped out is the uh the possible date rape abduction of harley quinn where black canary comes it really serves no purpose other than girls be helping out girls well, and I don't the other thing I have a major problem with that is is it's it's not so much that story idea like Black Canary helping her out is I don't ever see Harley in that, that situation. situation see I thought that too and but well I clearly looked like she got drugged yeah but I think that a, uh, they, they did need to have at least something similar like that because the whole uh, pro- Black Canary's character was that she wants to help, but she's hesitant to help because of what happened to her mother. So I think by having her sit in the car and watch and wait and watch and wait and not do anything and then finally decide to do something was a good character step for Black Canary. But I don't necessarily, like it didn't necessarily need to be like a date rape thing. Yeah, it could have been there were, there were a different way to do it. Achieve that same thing. Yeah. And, and like right there you chop out like, Five minutes, right? 
Um, beyond that, uh, weirdly, the the thing that I thought I was going to have a problem with is I've gone record on this podcast and other podcasts and other forms of writing and whatever. Renee Montoya is one of my favorite DC characters. And when I heard that Rosie Perez was cast as her, I was like, uh, maybe Rosie Perez 15, 20 years ago would have been perfect. I don't know. I thought she was really good. I loved her. I, this, I yeah. thought she she really did. It, her age actually added to the the her being stuck in a dead-end detective job with the, the Gotham City Police Department. Yeah. Um, Came for more credibility. Yeah. And I, I really liked it. I really liked how... And I was also worried, because I mainly remember her more from, like, her being over the top and kind of wacky. Like, stuff like White Men Can't Jump and movies yeah. like that. Oh, yes. And she's really kind of the straight person to the madness that's going on around her for a majority of the movie. And she did that really, really well. I was really happy with how her character turned yeah. out. Um... No, I like I liked Ewan McGregor. I, I liked him too. But he he was in almost in a movie of his own, you know, just mm. being weird. And well, he was trying. It's funny how you know, his character is you know, trying to be legit in front of some people, and then because you know the whole thing was you know that, that one story. Oh, he's only trying to do all this to yeah. try to impress his family that disowned him and all that. And it's like, okay, well then I can totally from that motivation see why at times he's like. Trying to just be this big flamboyant, uh, rich, you know, nightclub owner, and then he's really you know the mob boss who's trying to control things, and then when things don't go his way, he throws a hissy fit. And yeah, uh, the, I didn't realize Zaz was going to be in this movie. Was he was way too creepy. It was an interesting yeah, but that's portrayal. Good. He should yeah. be. He was so freaking creepy. It's weird. He's shown up in like two Batman films in two different universes now. Has he? I don't remember He's this character in, at all. Uh, Batman Begins. Uh, Crane is putting him in right. the asylum, and oh. he, he is. Be- <laughs> Here's the weird part: is I didn't recognize him at the time, but due to another thing I was working on, he is the lead singer of a band called James that did a song called Laid. That if I played it for you right now, you'd be like, "Oh, yeah. that song? Really? That guy? Yeah." Okay. <laughs> um, but. Uh, yeah, here's other comic book useless trivia for you. Comic book movie trivia. So, the um, the Asian mobster whose family uh, Black Mast has killed. Yeah. So he he was played by the guy who plays Arthur's stepdad in the Tick TV show, the yeah. Amazon one. <laughs> okay. And go back a little bit further. He was Shredder in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Two: Secret of the Ooze. Oh, yeah. He's also. I only found that out by accident, like two days ago. Like not connected to this movie at all. I didn't realize it when he was upside down, but when he was sitting in the restaurant, Kevin leaned over to me and was like, "Oh, that's it's uh, no, it's oh. uh, Juliet Mao's father on the Expanse. He's oh, like a he's head. The, he's the guy who was like one of the first, well, one of the main bad guys. He's the in one the first few seasons. Control, oh. his, his company is the one that exposes everybody to the." The the um, the proto model molecule. He's so, quite the character actor. Yeah, he gets a fair amount of work apparently. Good for but, him. Um, so now comes the, the uh, Jules Pierre Mao. That's, that's his it. first name. Yeah. The uh, the kind of 
fun part of all of these that we usually do when we do a superhero movie. But now we've now we've got a bunch of DC movies. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Where do you place it in the the your DC lineup? Oh. Okay. Let me think about this. One. Uh, I don't know. Because unlike you guys, I like Man of Steel. I like Man of Steel. It's Batman vs Superman. That's yeah. a piece of crap. Yeah, I like Man of Steel. Sorry, I shouldn't say that. Is it's a movie that's not for that's me. That's flawed. I would put it fourth. I think fourth. I would go Wonder Woman, Shazam, Aquaman, Birds of Prey. Oh, I forgot about Shazam. Uh, and then the various and sundry. Whatever else is underneath that is kind of nebulous. Well, then Suicide Squad um, and Justice League, Man of Steel, Batman v Superman. I think that's the order I would go. Actually, I think mine's pretty close to yours. Ryan? Uh, You you don't have to do 10. You can do it. No, no. I think there's there's only like 10 of them anyway. Yeah. No, but it's tough because it's like some of them I haven't seen in a long time. I haven't watched Man of Steel in a while. Um, I may still put Man of Steel as my favorite of all oh, the DC really? movies, okay. just because it was it's Superman. I like Superman, mm. even though it has issues with it. But uh, probably yeah, Wonder Woman, Shazam, maybe then Birds of I mean uh, maybe then Suicide Squad, Aquaman, Birds of Prey. Like it's I liked it, but I don't. It's not one of my it was one of my favorite DC movies. Yeah, yeah, it's probably number four or five for me too, but. Mm. I don't know what the ones above it would be. Aquaman. Mm, I didn't like Aquaman for the plot. <laughs> you liked it for the shirtless Jason Momoa. I liked it for the Jason Momoa. Did, so if we're basing his... these on plot, it probably goes above Aquaman. Have you seen the Jason Momoa Super Bowl commercial? No. Oh, I, I have to show to that to you. We'll have to show <laughs> that to you afterwards. <laughs> Go and look it up, and you'll see why I want to. <laughs> I, I think see this. I, I think I'm in line with all of you guys. It would be for me uh, right now. Wonder Woman, Shazam, probably this or Suicide Squad, Justice League, hmm. and then uh, Aquaman because really, I like really Aquaman. Justice but- League ahead of like. Of like even man of, ahead of Man of Steel. I don't yeah, remember Man of Steel. <laughs> I think for me, we're going off into a weird tangent here. For yeah. me, Justice League is my problem with most of those other movies is it's not the characters that I like. Justice League finally they turn into the characters that yeah. I like. Yeah, well, it's, it's I, I kind of feel uh, like the DC movies. There's a split. Yeah, there's the ones like the the, the standalones we've had since like. Since Death of you know, like since Man of Steel, uh, sorry, since Batman versus Superman, or even Justice League, and then the ones before, sorry, the Snyder stuff and the after Snyder stuff, yeah, and it's almost and there's a very distinct difference. But it, even with Justice League, it's like the Batman and Justice League's the Batman I kind of like. He's yeah. not the murdering asshole no, of Batman yeah, no. or Superman. Yep, yeah. You know, and the same with when Superman comes back. Not that he doesn't. I think. By that point, Henry Cavill had really kind of gotten the reins on what he wanted to do with the character, and I I really like what's his name Ezra Miller. Uh, yep. the, yeah, I like the his Flash. version of the Flash. Are we putting Teen Titans go to the movies in with these DC movies? Because no, that no. would be my number one. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I, I loved Wonder Woman. Still, and the reason like I liked Aquaman. I haven't had the urge to watch it since. 
Yeah. Yeah. yeah like it was good. It was Not fine, for the but... plot. <laughs> well, uh, you just then now you know when you want to get Jen, you know. <laughs> okay, we're not going so, down this uh, path. I want to talk weird. about how not a single one of these women female characters resembles their classic comic book incarnations. None of them do. I loved the Huntress glasses she had at the end, uh, ex- though. Oh, except maybe Huntress. Huntress, uh, Huntress stuck pretty close to Huntress's origins. I, I, a little I, bit goofier, maybe. I liked but. her whole. They call me the crossbow killer. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, but Huntress, Huntress was that character, crossbow hunter. Uh, yeah, but Black Canary is nothing like the Black Canary from the comics, um, and uh, which I like the fact when they said that her mother had that she has powers like her mother yeah. who used to help the police, which makes me think that her maybe her mother was, was in more the your, Justice Society or something. Well, no, but it was more your traditional Black well, Canary. Yeah, yeah, and her mom in, before Crisis, her mom was the original Black Canary. Right. right? Yeah, so. but the. B- Neither of the Black Canaries in the comics were ever uh, the mall of a gangster. Yeah. They, she's, she's Green Arrow's girlfriend, right? Yeah. You know, she's... Which makes me think that maybe her mother... Maybe, maybe Green Arrow's her father. Uh, could well, be. we'll see. I don't think they thought that far ahead. No, I don't think we'll... Have, no, no. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I think a Black Canary is the one who sticks out. And Cassandra Kane is... Oh, she was so good. Yeah, She's but so the Cassandra Kane oh, from the comics the is a, I don't know is, that a, one. is a mute assassin yeah, who almost, used to be Batgirl. I don't have a problem with it because maybe because I have no like real attachment to the the character. Yeah, I wasn't really reading Batgirl at that time either. But it's like for me, it's like if you're going to pull random name out of the DC name bag, which is basically what this was. Yeah, is. Why not go with Stephanie Brown? Yeah, daughter of a daughter of a low-level um, supervillain. You don't even have to do that. It's yeah. like because she was like a villain when she first appeared, right? Like it makes right. a little bit more sense if you're but just doing that kind of. Was that spoiler? Yeah. yeah, I don't know spoiler's real name because in the Batgirl comics I was reading, they only ever call her spoiler. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, Cassandra Kane does add the diversity to your group too. Yeah, but. Cassandra Cain's kind of a white person name, quote unquote. No, but she's and you could do that with Stephanie Brown. Oh yeah, I guess you could. There's no reason why you couldn't. True. Now, when we first see her in the police station and she's being arrested, and Renee says, "Cassandra, yes, oh Cassandra is here again," and she kind of coughs and they reaches out of her throat. I thought. Oh, she, oh, they're gonna be playing her as a mute. Like she's not gonna be able to talk yeah. that well or something. Uh, something. Uh, not how much. And then no, that didn't go that way at all. Now it's because she was choking on a crystal. Yeah, so she was choking on a diamond. So do you think that they gave Huntress the all of her accounts back before they pawned the diamond? Well, they said that. Did yeah. they? Yeah, that's what they said that they gave her the numbers. Oh, I missed so that. that. And she's she using that money. The and yeah. then she just pawned the diamond. Yeah, she used oh, that okay. money to finance and their stole Black Canary's car. I, Which I um, love. <laughs> I like the the fact that because that she grew up like traumatized and around other assassins, that Huntress doesn't know how to like deal with regular people. Right? Like she still has to kind of like. There's still like this like. This, this is what people do, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. she was good. You know, Look at me that. humaning. <laughs> mm. I, I was like, well. I don't have anything to do with what's going on here now, so I'm going to... No, no. it's interesting. Yeah. Uh, I I think it's interesting that they've almost set up two franchises out of it. There's a Harley Quinn franchise, Mm -hmm. and there's a Birds of Prey franchise. And I like that they they ended the movie 
with the option of doing either of those franchises, but they didn't leave it on a cliffhanger. Right. So yeah. if none of five none of those movies ever happen, yeah. it doesn't diminish this again. movie at all. Speaking yeah. of which, now yeah. here's the sort of yeah. sad part. We're recording this on the Sunday after the movie came out. While number one at the box office is not doing phenomenally well, that may be pick up later, but it's currently at thirty three million two hundred fifty thousand. Yeah. And, and that's not including the Sunday night gross. Which is almost about half of the original estimates they had going into yeah, this weekend. It's, it's I I'm the problem is is like the I think the what they want out of these movies in terms of box office is starting to get to that point where it's unattainable. Yeah. Like I feel really bad for the the guys at Marvel in a lot of ways because they got to figure out how to top box office wise at some point at Infinity War and Endgame. Like they got they're and I don't think that's possible. Like I really not. Yeah, I think the only way you don't not like you by maybe, planning it. You no, know yeah, what I mean? Like the only ones you could maybe hope for that kind of money from would have to be like Avengers level. Movies, I think, go like you can't expect like Doctor Strange two to be a mm. billion dollar movie, and you can't expect uh, and the I, Eternals to now, be a billion dollar movie. I don't know if the other thing with this is I don't know if this was ever planned to open in China or not. Yeah. So if if it was, yeah. that like that's obviously something they've got to take into account. Um, I hope it like. <laughs> Like Jen said, I hope this gets a sequel because, like, my gripes from it are kind of on the minor side. Yeah, yeah, and same like, here. You know, if you work on that sort of stuff for a sequel, it'll be a really fun, tight little movie at the yep. end of it. And there's plenty of ways to go. Just hopefully none involving Jared Leto. Yeah, they did a pretty good job of not showing him. Yeah, they used a very cartoony version of the Joker in the opening animation and also in the the drawing drawing that she was throwing knives at. (laughs) I love that opening animation. I I thought that was such a great little idea to throw in there. I like the infographics all through it, too. Mm. uh, Oh, yeah. Grievance. (laughs) Yeah. The one guy where it's the the list keeps going and (laughs) too many to count. Yeah. so overall, a decent movie. Your yep. your mileage may vary, I guess. This, uh, uh, I, I'm not sure I'd be rushing out to go see it again in theaters, but at the same time, is like if a bunch of people wanted to go and see it, and that was outvoted kind of thing, I wouldn't be mad about going to see yeah, it. Yeah, like I I probably won't pay to see this in the theaters again. I'll watch it when it, you know I'll 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 download it or buy it when it comes out. Yeah, Pro- you know add it to the collection. Um, yeah, I'd recommend it if you like Harley Quinn and you like DC movies or you like and you're the over the age movies. of sixteen. Yeah, and you're just some of the violence in it is like that is just like painful to watch. Yeah, and there's and there's language too. Like there's they drop a few f bombs in there. Oh yeah, that's very true, including including a hint that that uh, Batman might fuck bats. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, that brings us to the end of this episode, which brings us to Geek Picks. Who wants to go first? I guess I will. Uh, let's stay with DC and um, some uh, book that I've been reading lately. Um, and I will say that it's thanks to an, a comic book podcast I listened to. Uh, and it was the reading assignment for this month, and I've been reading um, Batman by Neil Adams. Ooh. Yeah. Book okay. three, uh, specifically, which is a lot of 
Rachel Ghoul and Talia stuff okay. from the early seventies. Uh, it's gorgeous. It this is this is like pure Batman in my opinion. Like this is this is the Batman that the animated series was based on. I think, um, and it's really really good stuff. Um, so if you like like Batman being a detective and not being a superhuman um, superhero fighting machine, these are stories that I think you will enjoy. So um, yeah, give that a look. Uh, Batman, Batman by Neil Adams. All right. Who's next? I'll go next. Uh, so I think it may have been a pick in the past, but I'll pick this pick again. It's uh, currently mine and Brent's favorite video game, Apex Legends. Uh, they just had their new season four start, which is with their one year anniversary. So they, you know, there's they changed the map up. They added some, a new character. Um, it's a first person shooter where with a little extra, where your characters have some powers and stuff like that. You play as a team of three. Uh, Brent and I spend a lot of time playing it, and we win and we lose. And Jen gets to hear him yelling and oh, so much swearing. <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, like the characters are pretty pretty well done. Like they're they're a little cartoony, but it's also they've they built up enough of a little hints of story in this universe mm. that I would be interested in reading or watching something from that world. That well, there is little shorts on. No, I know that's what I'm saying. That, but channel. I mean, I would like something more more involved, like either like a mini series or mm. like a comic series or something involved. Because it's also the the same world as Titanfall, just post Titanfall. Yeah. And I really enjoy Titanfall. So, yeah. So, Apex Legends. That's my pick. I really find it interesting that, like... So, it's a first-person shooter, team shooter, so there's not a lot of plot in the game. No, it's just... But, it's kind of like Fortnite in that you dro- you, you get dropped into a, a map, and the map, the zone, the play zone is shrinking. Yeah. And you win by killing everybody else. But if I... Uh, if you go and read about the characters and stuff like that, I like that they're including diversity that doesn't change anything and it's just sort of dropped there like Gibraltar is gay yeah and uh he's the, like a the big hunter, gay Samoan guy yeah and uh, the hunter character uh I can't remember what their name is I don't know it's some, but, some Russian name or something yeah but they're they're non-binary yeah they, they just in the middle there so it's it's nice that they're putting out little things like that as well and there's like characters of different colors yeah. white black and, and really Samoan which has and, nothing to do with the gameplay no but, but it's, it's nice that development. it's still a nice there. touch yeah. yeah Jen what's your geek pick this week Ow. so my geek pick is, yesterday I got to go to the Royal Ontario Museum <laughs> with uh, some friends of mine a friend of mine and her nine-year-old daughter and it was super fun Uh, So her daughter is big into history, so I got to be a personal tour guide and geek out on all of the stuff in the ancient Egyptian and ancient Greek wings, like I tend to do. Um, But I hadn't been to the ROM in quite some time. I can't remember the last time I was there. So my geek pick is to go to the Royal Ontario Museum. (laughs) Uh, If you haven't been before or if you haven't been in a while, you should definitely check it out. And you're in the Toronto area. And you're in the Toronto area. Come up this way. (laughs) If you're outside the Toronto area, go to your local museum. I bet there's interesting things there for you to look at. A Mm. history of your community or of your city, wherever you are in the world. But if you're in the GTA, go to the ROM. Uh, They've got a whole bunch of uh, newer things from... um, like South Asian countries, Southeast Asian, um, 
again, they they made the whole Byzantine area into its own little room, which is really nice. And if you go until if you go before March the 22nd, they're having we didn't see it because it was extra money. Uh, they have an exhibit called Bloodsuckers Legends to Leeches. And it says, from leeches to lampreys, blood feeders are abundant in nature. And while their thirst can annoy or horrify, their behavior has been fascinated humans throughout the ages. And I would have really liked to go see that, but I just did not have the money at the time. <laughs> and we we spent like five hours just in the ancient area. Yeah. So. <laughs> when you go to the ROM, you sort of have to pick a gallery. And, uh, yeah. You know, because... You cannot see everything in there. Not if you want to take your time and really look at things. And it, like I said, I went with, with uh, this nine-year-old, and uh, she is so excited about ancient history that we went almost literally from case to case to case and talked about every artifact in each case. That's awesome. And it was so nice to have somebody who was that interested listening to me because I normally feel like when I start going on off on these tangents that whoever I'm with is like, Okay, is she going to stop talking now so can we can we go, go see away? we the dinosaur bones now? Yeah. We skipped the dinosaurs completely, <laughs> which was awesome. <coughs> How dare you? <laughs> um, but you so, saw the mummy. Oh, yeah. We saw the mummy, and I was explaining all about canopic jars and all the different gods. And I was showing her pictures on my phone of when I went to Egypt, and we were looking at a replica of the Temple of Isis. And I was showing her pictures of the Temple of Isis from when I was there. And she was so happy and enthralled. It was amazing. I enjoyed it so much. <laughs> so, yeah. Go check out your local museum. That's what I think everybody should do. <laughs> Brand. So mine is the 2017 documentary Batman and Bill, which follows uh, oh. a, an author's sort of crusade to get Bill Finger, who is, at this point, I, I guess it's easy to say that he is the creator of Batman, or at least... Most of what you like about Batman came from Bill Finger. The, from what he kind of looked like to the Joker. Like, there's a whole stream of stuff. But because of how the deal was originally laid out, Bob Kane's the only one who's ever gotten credit for his creation up until basically this guy started going on a crusade for it. It's a, it was, I thought I knew most of the story, but there's a bit more to how, um, it was what Batman vs Superman was the first movie where he got uh, a credit finally as like the dude like Batman created but yeah then it was so how, what leads up to that in like the the year or two before that is really interesting and kind of amazing that it got pulled off and just not ignored and flushed down the toilet basically now where would you find this documentary um i found it uh through other means ah. um for our viewers in the states it is on hulu okay yeah um, i was perusing something and i came across it so i just sat down and watched it and it was really interesting uh like and it it's sad but at least there's a little bit of resolution to it at the end it's also based on a book called uh, build the boy wonder which the 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 focus of the documentary, like the the writer who's trying to get Bill credit, uh, wrote the book and it was drawn like it was illustrated uh, partially by Ty Templeton, who oh, is a cool. uh, favorite of mine from the local convention circuit. So if you can find it, uh, it might be on other streaming services too. I just know it's on Hulu as well. But Batman and Bill, and that wraps us up for this episode. Uh, next episode, uh, we'll have. Something. 
Uh, we're all so kinds prepared. Of new shows on Netflix, we could easily yeah, talk about. Yeah, Lock and Key and came key out. And... Um, there's a new season of Sabrina out. Kevin will be on his uh, holiday. Uh, yeah, I will not be around. Oh, you won't be here for the next episode. The next oh, episode. We might have to call in a ringer. Well, we'll have to talk all about Kevin because he won't be here. <laughs> he, he occasionally listens though, so that doesn't work. It's even funnier that way. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah, I'll I'll be cursing your name when I'm riding Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run next oh, week. Oh, yeah, we're so jealous. <laughs> but uh, in the meantime, you can find us at uh, on all your podcasting catching things, as well as our website, which is truenorthnerds.com. I've been writing a bit for it. I should have a new article. Part two of my love of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles should be up uh, sometime this week. Can we plug other podcasts that we've yes, appeared on? No, you can't. Sorry. Uh, well, <laughs> I'm, going to, I'm going to anyway. So I recorded <laughs> as we've as we record today. I recorded a a podcast for the Trek FM network, um, which is a, a a consortium of Star Trek themed podcasts. I will be appearing on episode five of Postcards on the Line, which is their um, listener feedback program about Star Trek Picard, uh, Christopher Littlefield, and I recorded that this morning, and uh, it should be out this week as you hear it. So, uh, postcards on the line from Trek FM, uh, you'll be able to uh, download and listen to that at your heart's content. Have you appeared on anything lately, Brent? Besides, no, but I'm lining up two things that I'm not going to mention until they're actually exciting. Happening. Exciting. Um, <laughs> there's there's a couple things that are are in the works, but nothing is like confirmed. And we are working on. Uh, well, I will definitely be at Toronto Comic Con. We're working on whether we're all going or a couple of us going, and which days and stuff like that. So stay tuned to the website and the Facebook page for more details. On yeah, that. that'll depend and on all of our other social medias. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. So until then, uh, have yourself a good one, and we'll be back in two weeks. Bye. See ya. Bye. Set your phasers to sexy. You've been listening to the True North Nerds, recorded at the Utility Cupcake Research Kitchen. Reach the nerds on Twitter at True North Nerds, on Facebook under surprise True North Nerds. And you can reach them by email at truenorthnerds at gmail.com. If you like the opening theme song, it's called Set Your Phasers to Sexy by Kirby Crackle from the album Sounds Like You. Please go to kirbycracklemusic.com or look them up on iTunes and buy everything that they have made. You won't regret it. So set your phasers to sexy.